0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers of all ages, this is Tim coming from you, coming from the Nintendo Dads with the Nintendo Dads Patreons for the first ever episode of the Dinner Table. This is the uh, pilot episode. We're doing it uh, here for kind of a new thing where we're bringing in all the Patreons, including myself, because I'm a Patreon myself but I uh, just became a Nintendo dad. Uh, but we used to do hangouts and we used to chat with each other and talk about stuff, at, uh, random things. Uh, but this time we're gonna go a little bit more structured. Um, kind of like uh, a dinner theme, if you will, as you guys have seen some of the things I've sent out to you guys. Uh, it's gonna follow that, that format where we'll have an appetizer our appetizer will be short little snack or quick bites of uh, little hot news items that I want to get your feedback on. Uh, then, um, well first actually we'll go over who you guys all are and then we'll go on the appetizers and then the main dish and then possibly if we got time for dessert, we'll go into that. So, um, from there of course being the first episode, we're going to work out some kinks just like now, because we got a late start 18 minutes into the show. Um, so, basically, every show, I invite guests who want to come and join in and talk about some of the things they w- uh, would like to share, or, or a dish they would like to share. At the dinner table today, I've got uh, Sir Nick. Uh, who That's his Discord name, uh, or his real name is Nick. <laughs> and he's, Just uh, call me Nick. Yes. And uh, he has a Twitter account at Nick Tendo, which I really like. That's awesome. And today he'll be bringing uh, Kirby Clash to talk about. Um, and I also wanted to point out that you were uh, helped us out with Extra Life too, which I put down here in my notes. You're Extra Life expert <laughs> <laughs> by the amount of money you guys were able to raise between uh, you and your youth groups there uh, in your area, and you raised, like I said, a ton of money. Um, and then, of course. Uh, the main topic or dessert we'll get into that later what your three games are we'll talk about that later next up on the list too and i'll get you guys a chance to talk in a minute too but i wanted to introduce you guys this way um which is next on the list i have is hot rodimus 83 or jason uh jason he brought to the uh the dish to share today is the tabletop game disney villainous and then uh He's our resident Disney expert and co-host of the podcast, Disney guys uncensored. Uh, so if you guys want some good Disney advice or some fun facts, go check out their show. It's I, I uh, follow them a lot. Enjoy their show. I live vicariously through these guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, I got third strongest mole or otherwise known as Sam. Uh, he's going to be talking about Damon X Machina. Machina, excuse me. And uh and a little tidbit from about uh, Sam here. He was our Cuphead Monthly Mayhem winner from May 2019 from one of our Monthly Mayhem uh, events. And then finally I've got last but not least uh C- Cat Janitor, which another great name here. Um in fact you all have great names by the way. <laughs> they all have their meanings. Maybe we can get into that too in just a minute. But uh, Cat Janitor, otherwise known as Dan, he's goes by the Twitter handle the TheBlockFort and has uh, a blog also called TheBlockFort.com. Uh, he's brought his dish is GameCube Classic Pikmin. He'll be talking about that. And he's also done some game reviews for us on the Nintendo Dads. So go check that out on YouTube and see some of the games he's reviewed. And one of the main dishes that we'll be talking about is actually Luigi Man- Luigi's Mansion 3. And um, he's got a very interesting blog post about that. And I encourage you guys to go check that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because it's... The reason why I say it's very interesting is because... Very yes. A lot of people have... Really liked uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, but you also have to have varied opinions and... Dan's is very varied. (laughs) So before we get into the main dish, gentlemen, uh, I would like to start with some appetizers first because I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Uh, We had a couple games that were released today, um, and I'm sure probably next show we'll be talking about one or two, both of these, or maybe some other ones. Pokemon. Pokemon was released today during the show, or or, yeah, it would have been today. Uh, did any of you guys pick that up? Yes. Or plan did, on picking it up? Yes? Yep. yep, I picked it up. And are you hardcore Pokemon fans, or are you casual fans? How would you define yourselves as Pokemon uh, players?
1: I'd say I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I started out with Red and Blue, and I only missed maybe I think Gen 3 I skipped, but I've gone back since. Uh, I did. I've done a little bit of hardcore training, but I've just I've played them all, enjoyed them all, and done a little bit of everything with it.
2: Yeah, um, I'm like that. Between mostly have played DS or DS, um, dropped out, and then just kind of was. I, I'm not picking up Short and Shield. I'm kind of waiting to see what fans think what you guys think after you play it after 40 hours, because I just don't have time in my life for a bad Pokemon again, so that's just kind of my thoughts. Most of my thoughts were actually displayed on the you No know, Dad's podcast recently, so you listen to that and
0: hear what I think. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah,
3: um, yeah I've kind of been back and forth on Pokemon. I usually skip every other generation entirely, but I try to get the most out of it when I do. I find that, you know, it's a game that, a series that improves so gradually that you can kind of just drop it and pick it back up again, and I find that I'm appreciating a lot of the stuff, even just in the short time I've had with S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, You know, stuff from Pokemon Let's Go, stuff from Sun and Moon, that I never got to see any of those things, so... That's kind of become my strategy for
4: dealing with Pokémon. Nice. Yeah, so I'm different. I uh, never owned a portable system. Um, I've owned pretty much all Nintendo's consoles, but never portable system. So Let's Go was my first foray into Pokémon, and uh, my son absolutely loved that. So I'm interested to see if a mainline game, how that'll play with him, and uh, and I liked it too. I like Let's Go as well, but it was really fun playing with. Him. And so I'm wondering how that'll play in the mainline. And so I'm interested to find out. So I definitely picked it up, and uh, we'll be. I was hoping to get more time in it today, but didn't hardly get any. So, adulting <laughs> and such things. I um, so. adulting, getting in the <laughs> way. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so, but no. So this really is only my second foray.
0: Okay, well that's cool. Um, the I'm waiting for it myself for Christmas. Although I accidentally ordered two dual packs, <laughs> so <laughs> by accident. Oh my uh, so uh, because I ordered it as soon as I found out I could for Best Buy a long time ago, and then I forgot about it because uh, then Target came out with their SteelBook pre order thing, so I did that one, forgetting that I did the Best Buy thing. So. Uh, Best Buys came in the mail today and actually got, um, an email from Target today that said that, Oh, your shipment's delayed. So, but basically I was pre-ordering it for the kids anyway. So, because they wanted to play it, uh, and they both wanted the two different versions. So I thought it'd be perfect to give for the Christmas gift for them. And then I probably would get it later myself, either using a voucher because I still have one of those left, uh, or just asking for it for Christmas. Used to be that I was the one who picked it up for my other, uh, got whatever it was my son didn't get my oldest, but he's moved out and he gets his own games now. So, um, but that that's the way we used to do it uh, before Sun and Moon, and then Sun and Moon came out. Then it was, I think it was actually my daughter and myself got that one. Uh, but now my my youngest son is old enough, and now my middle daughter and son are getting those. But anyways, I wanted to ask you guys too what your thoughts were on the uh this this craziness that's been going on with Pokemon and uh, how everybody's been you know losing their minds (laughs) or you know either graphics or the the um Pokedex you know the global version of it versus the the regional version of it uh just what's that (laughs) Dexit yes Dexit Yeah, I was just kind of curious what your guys' thoughts were on that. Uh, Just uh, brief thoughts. I mean, you don't have to go into too much detail, but if you had any opinion on that, I'd love to hear it.
3: I think the thing to keep in mind is that you know there's all these different things people are upset about, but I think for most people who are disappointed with the games or down on the games or have a negative outlook, it's not just that individual thing, it's more the idea that they're just, that, you know, Game Freak, Pokemon Company, Nintendo, has just kind of become so complacent that, Right. yeah, we'll just put this out there and, uh, you know, it's Pokemon, it'll sell. Right. right.
2: Right. Right. The funny thing is, it seems like it's specifically with, because we launched the Switch with Breath of the Wild, immediately got Mario Odyssey, and so we were all kind of expecting Pokemon to take this quantum leap forward and it never happened.
0: Right. Yeah. That's I mean, at
2: least why I'm yeah. the most upset.
0: Yeah, I think that's that was one of the comments that was made on the main show, right? Dan, that uh Yeah. That's, they that's they were reading film, this whole Right. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh one of the things that cuz I'm a I guess casual Pokemon fan. So when I heard about the the all the Pokemon not being included in this game, I was confused because I understand, you know, you got to get through the game any on any of the games. You got to get through the game before you bring in any of the older ones, anyways. Um, but even still, when you get through this game, you won't be able to bring in any of them at this point. Right. But. If you're just going through the games to collect the new ones, isn't that what Pokemon Home was for? Is to collect the new ones and add them to your collection in Pokemon Home? Kind of, you know, the new bank, if you will. So that's where I got my confusion from was, you know, why was everybody all up in arms when, yes, you can't bring them all into the same game, but you could still collect them all. You're just collecting them in a different place.
1: I think Mike a lot of them. that has to do with the fact that uh, it's it's a combination of your, your moderate to hardcore players where they're used to, they've got a certain team that they've been building up for ever so many generations and they bring that into the new game and they play in the new game to see how it plays, take them to tournaments and such, and now they can't do that because... They can't bring their team because one or two of the Pokemon that they've been building up is not available in this game.
0: Okay, gotcha. Do
4: do we even have a list of what of who is in and who's out? And I mean, do we? I I am very casual, so I would have no idea. Like, has has uh, game three released list? Right. There was a leaked
3: list,
1: but I don't think there's been an official one
3: yet. Uh, Yeah, and it's worth noting the leaked list that people were freaking out about um, a few, like, last week even. Um, It was found from a data mine that there's about, like, 30 more Pokemon in there that they didn't know about from the leakers. Um, So, you know, it it is possible, I think, to, like, transfer Squirtle and Bulbasaur over because that was one thing. Like a particular rallying cry was like, oh, we got Charizard but not the other original starters. <laughs> right. Um That's weird. But they are transferable from home. Um that just wasn't in the leak. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, and I it's
1: guess it's not all about the, the the national decks. It's a little it's several small things that May not seem like a big deal, but when you look at the big picture, it's stuff that could have been put in that they just completely overlooked. For, for example, the experience share. Um, a lot of I know I I talked with Marty earlier this week about this, where he's like, well, "Why wouldn't you want all of them to level up at the same time?" Well, if you're trying to do, I guess you could say, competitive play, you're trying to get what they call the EVs and the IVs and It's they're not seen additions to the Pokemon stats, but you have to level them up in a certain way or you don't get the stats that you're looking for. And to a certain extent, the way I play, I try to keep all my Pokemon at the same level. So to get them all at the same level, if I pick them up at different levels, I've got to drop Pokemon from my team when they get to a certain level and slowly get the others up instead of having to you know what I would do is I would put one at the front of my team level him up, drop him back, and level the next one up, and so on and so forth. Now they're all leveling up at the same pace, and they're all in different levels.
0: Okay. Inter- yeah, I know that people play differently. So, and I, there's people who look at the data and look at all the the, the meta game. I guess is what it's called. But uh, when well, I yeah.
3: think on the face of it, like their rationale for, you know cutting down the pokedex sounded good to me i know it wouldn't sound good to everyone but to say yeah we're not going to include every pokemon but we're going to really focus on other features we're going to make sure all of them have lots of animations and the visuals are improved significantly the issue is when people look at the final product they don't see that right
0: right all right well thanks gentlemen that's uh Good information that I wanted to learn about, too, because like I said, I'm just kind of more of a casual and not understanding all the aspects of it uh, without hearing all the hate behind it is is good. <laughs> you know, some some uh, level headed thoughts behind it. Um, all right. Well, next I want to get into is get some of the things you guys brought to the, the dinner table is basically uh, what what dish you brought to share uh nick you brought kirby clash uh why did you decide to bring that one why did you want to share kirby clash you know it's a
4: game that i think it came out and people kind of poo-pooed it a little bit like it didn't they i don't know i just don't feel like it got its full due and so my my son got into gaming um got into platforming with uh kirby kirby allies and Kirby All-Star Allies, or whatever it's called. And so when he heard about that, he he was super excited. And and so I started to play it, and and it it it. was really awesome. And when you start getting into, like, the, the difficulty and the strategy of it, it's even better. So it's basically like a boss battle. Uh, you can play Couch Co-op or online. You can choose between a Kirby with a sword, a hammer, a mage, or a doctor. And the great thing is it scales to how you want to do it. If you're want, if you a more experienced player, you, there's a lot of tactics behind it. If not, it's kind of like Smash in the sense that it can be a button masher or it can be super, there's a lot of tactics. Not as much in Smash, but there still is. And so, I don't know, I just, I really like the game and I think uh, there's, a, there's a lot there, especially since we play it We've been playing it out, and I put $7 into it, and I don't feel like I would need to put another dime into it quite to uh, continue on and just uh, moving forward. So I just wanted to bring a game that was kind of off the radar that I thought maybe didn't get its full due.
0: That's cool. Did any of you guys play this or have tried it?
3: I think I played the first, like, two bosses when it was new just because it was new and I heard it was there, and... Other things took my attention,
0: <laughs> of course.
2: It's free to play, right?
0: Yes, free to start. It's free
4: to, yeah, free <laughs> to, it,
2: it is free to play. Like,
4: I mean, you wouldn't need to ever put any money into it, but you're, you're so, I you, mean, it's, it has a mobile feel to it to where you get these apples and that's how you upgrade your, your items. And I'm sure that it, for people who play predominantly in console, I've played a lot of mobile games, so. That doesn't really turn me off, but for people who do play predominantly console, that may turn some people off. Um, the one thing I do like about what Nintendo's done on the Switch with their mobile light games, like with the Pokemon game that they brought to the, Switch, um, there's a if you want to pay like in this game if you want to pay thirty dollars, it's pretty much you've unlocked everything. You get like all the apples you would ever need, and you're done. It's That's a nice. one time so so yeah, I think they're pretty fair about it.
0: Yeah, Nintendo's usually fair about that kind of thing, even in the in, uh, real mobile games. <laughs> Which I'm surprised they haven't even tried to bring Kirby Clash over to a mobile side. That'd be kind yeah. of interesting to be able to play against people who mm. have it on mobile. Mm-hmm.
2: I wonder if the controls are stopping.
0: Possibly, too. Yeah,
4: yeah, it would be difficult because, I mean, so you have kind of attack button and then a guard... Um, a jump button and then like a guard button and your attack button, depending on where you're at and which way you're pushing on the stick makes, it makes your character do totally different thing. It would, there would oh. be some difficulty to get over it. To gotcha. Get
0: over. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for bringing that to share Kirby clash. Hey, thanks it's for free reading. to play. You don't have to spend any money <laughs> if anybody's interested downloading it on the switch or it's, it's still on the 3ds as well. Right. So Cool. All right. Uh, next up, Jason, you brought a tabletop game, the Disney villain, villains or villainous.
1: Villainous, right?
0: Yes. And I saw that at Barnes and Nobles, and I and I thought of you, and I saw that. It's like cool. It looks, yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's
1: one of the one of your more. It's a tabletop game. It's one of the more complicated. So it's little difficult to get into if you're not used to that type of gameplay but um each when you play you choose which villain you want to be which the initial game comes with captain hook maleficent jafar ursula prince john and the queen of hearts depending on who you pick you've got different tasks tasks that you have to complete to be able to win the game All the while, you've got other players that are trying to do their tasks at the same time, but they can also play um, different challenges or heroes to try and prevent you from doing that. Um, There's been two expansions for it too far. Wicked to the Core, which actually includes um, the Evil Queen, Dr. Facilier, and Hades. And then you've got Evil Comes Prepared, which has Radigan from the Great Mouse Detective Scar and Yizma from The Emperor's New Groove.
0: Ooh. Um yeah. <laughs> <That was awesome.
1: laughs> my, uh, we haven't gotten um, the second Evil Comes Prepared expansion yet, but my my youngest daughter is super excited for that because me and her both are big fans of the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. But um, it's it's a it's a card game. And, like, for instance, if you're playing as Jafar, which I tend to do, um, your, your task is to first get the, um, the lamp, which you have to get the, uh, the scarab. He finds the lamp. Once you get the lamp, it opens up the Cave of Wonders, and you get the genie. Then you have to use your staff to get the genie under your control and defeat Aladdin um the the several times that we've played you're looking at a good hour to two hour play time for for each session
0: and it's four players four player game or two to four or something like that i believe you
1: can do as few as two at a time
0: yeah two to six players two to six Okay.
1: okay cool and it's recommended 10 and up and because of the different steps that you have to take in playing it. I definitely recommend at least 10 because it can be a little complicated for somebody
0: who's not used to that style of play. Okay. That sounds really cool. Oh yeah. It's a blast. They need to bring that to the switch. <laughs> yes. <They're bringing> <laughs> that games would over.
2: be really cool. <laughs> Armello is amazing on switch.
0: I forgot that was on there. I forgot about that one.
2: A good digital tabletop game. You're interested and-
0: yeah, there's a there's a few of them I picked up and still have. I've been trying to figure out who I, which of my kids I can get to play with me. <laughs> so uh, how so, much is it?
1: I, I believe twenty. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Arbel.
0: No,
4: sorry. The villainous. How much is that?
1: I believe it's thirty-five, and then the expansions are fifteen to twenty each.
0: Okay. Cool. Very cool. Thanks for bringing that, Jason. Yeah, man. Sam. You have uh, you wanted to talk about mm-hmm. Damon X Machina?
3: Yeah, so uh, I kind of thought back to you know what games got overlooked, and I know our Discord channel had a channel for it, and I think I was the only one who ever posted in
0: it. <laughs> you were like, "Hello, um, hello, hello." <laughs>
3: yeah, is anybody else playing this? I guess not. Yep. Um, it's on my yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for the game, and I don't know if I you know it has a lot of issues most of them are minor um but i feel like uh it deserves some attention just for how hard the developers worked to fix problems from the demo especially because i mean it, if you remember like people were pretty interested uh and i they nintendo actually opened E3 2018 their presentation right. with a trailer for this game and everyone's like This is Nintendo's presentation? What is this? There's robots? There's this heavy metal soundtrack? Mm -hmm. Like, this is... And that's the other reason I'd recommend it. It's unlike anything else on the Switch. Um, If you've ever played any of the Armored Core games on PlayStation, or I think they were also on Xbox later, um, it's basically a spiritual successor to those. So it was always going to be pretty niche, Uh, You know, these are mech games for people who like stats and numbers and customizing their mech with all sorts of different things. Um, The main thing with this, they tried to put more of a story behind it, and I wouldn't say they really executed it well, um, but it's nice to know that they're trying. Um, But especially just looking at, you know, how much progress there was from that first demo to fixing a lot of those complaints and effectively delaying the game. And I think that's why it got buried, because, you know, it had to launch, you know, in between all these other games, Astral Chain and uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses was still going strong at that point, and Luigi's Mansion and Pokemon coming. I mean, it just got buried. Whereas if they could have launched it in the spring, there wasn't that much coming out. Um, so I think they really took a hit and did so just to provide a product they were comfortable with, right? Uh, offering the consumer. So I would keep an eye on the developer, if nothing else. It's great that they're, you know, a third party, uh, supporting the Switch as an exclusive as well. So, uh, like I said, it's worth checking out, uh, especially if you just like mechs or sci-fi or fan of, you know, yeah. other mech games or of Gundam or whatever.
0: I'm definitely interested in it. I Like I said, I have it on my, my Christmas wish list, you know, either if somebody gets it for me or if I get you but, know, E-shot Like credit.
3: I said, fair warning, there's some, you know, gripes with the system and the performance, while improved from the demo, it's, you know, it's at a playable 30 frames per second most of the time. Okay. Most of the big issues will happen in multiplayer, um, there is a multiplayer co-op mode and versus mode. And in particular, there's this particular ability called Mirage that basically lets you make like a shadow clone of yourself. So if all four players use that at the same time, you have eight mechs flying around super fast and it really, the frame rate will suffer.
0: Gotcha. Did you play it? Do you play it mainly in handheld or uh, docked? Uh, I've played it pretty
3: much exclusively
0: docked. Okay, and you still got the chugging, huh? Yeah, and
3: there can be issues making out stuff on certain maps, too. Uh, Sometimes the entire color palette seems to be shades of red and black, so (laughs) sometimes you don't know what you're shooting at. There is, like, an auto-targeting function, so you don't really need to know what you're shooting at. It will pinpoint enemies for you,
0: but, you know, all the same, it's, you know... So it's a Virtual Boy game on the Switch, huh? Is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's other maps that don't have so much red,
3: but like it's because there's, it's kind of like this post-apocalyptic earth and the sky is red for some reason. So that's why you deal with a lot of that. Um, But yeah, there was, there was another issue I ran into a couple times, which is you can't, it's very possible to just run out of ammo in the middle of a mission and not have any way to get more. And then you just have to restart. Uh, you can circumvent that if you like to use melee weapons, but there was one instance that was absolutely terrible. Uh, this particular enemy, uh, she's like a, another mercenary like yourself, so she has a she has a mech just like yours, only outfitted a little differently, and she is programmed to basically run away from you and snipe you with sniper rifles and little drones that chase you around, and. There are boundaries where if you go outside the mission zone, uh, there's a countdown, and at the end of it, you will self-destruct, basically. This is actually a change from the demo. In the demo version, if you hit that boundary, you would automatically turn around. It was like an invisible wall. Um, But that boundary doesn't apply to AI. (laughs) So she can fly to the other side of it and shoot at you, and when all you have is a melee weapon left, it's uh, oh, it is
4: an exercise in frustration.
0: Yes. Okay.
4: <laughs> I actually thought this game uh, I think this game is gonna be a case study if you if you go to college for it to be like in game developing. Cause I mean man, there was so much hype for this game before the death. and they did what what us as gamers want which is to put a demo out listen to us go back fix it and then release it but Mm -hmm. it didn't work for them and it's crazy to me that it didn't like i'm i don't know they were just never able to come back from how the demo came out and how it just wasn't all that great i just don't think they could ever pick the hype back um that they had before that i think that's really interesting and i think a lot of companies are gonna look at that well i I mean like you said that that
3: Branding is pretty much done for at this point, so I would keep an eye on the developer, but I'm not sure I would necessarily even want a sequel. I would just want them to do something else new and original and maybe incorporate some of the things they learned along the way. Yeah, that'd be cool. I
2: feel like it was too niche almost.
3: Well, I mean, like I said, I don't know how many people have familiarity with Armored Core, and this is basically that. I did... But, you know, I knew it was a very
4: niche franchise, but a long-running one.
2: But the demo turned me off. Yeah, see, Mm -hmm. that's
4: the thing. It's just crazy. (laughs) And even though they went back and did stuff to it, it's like, well, it's like you lose faith in it or something.
0: Yeah. All right, Sam, thanks for bringing that to the table. And, Dan, you uh, brought a GameCube classic game, uh, Pikmin which we're all been waiting yeah. for coming to the switch. We want that trip that Man. that triple pack, yes. right? That trilogy or
2: I'd spend a <laughs> lot of money on a Pikmin trilogy <laughs> or a Pikmin 4, either one, just any. Anyway.
0: Yes. All right. I've so. been really
2: into Yeah, I started kind of recollecting a bunch of stuff that I had when I was a kid. N64, GameCube, SNES. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of focusing on things that you can't get like uh, like original Crazy Taxi, Kong Jungle Beat, Metal Arms, Glitch in the System, games that just are totally forgotten. Um or will never ever see the light of day again. And um you can get Pikmin on the Wii, but it's the new play control mode, which I actually don't like as much as just a game a classic GameCube controller. So um that was one of the first things I picked up when I rebought a GameCube. Uh, was playing through it and I just remember I remember playing this game as a kid and just kind of being really confused and like how do I know how to kill certain things? and why are all my Pikmin dying and it just was not a pleasant experience but I was really intrigued by it it was beautiful it was like the most calming game you've ever played in a world full of like you know Grand Theft Auto shooters galore and then here's a game about gardening by Shigeru Miyamoto and so, and it, it like it was. It came out. I I wrote about it in my my blog. It came out like the day before or the day after Smash Brothers made. It. And so you're kind of just faced with like, how did this game ever take off, or why are there sequels? So I went back and played it as an adult very recently, and I'm just sort of in awe of how amazing this game really is. In the light of, in the light of what we have now, just how playable and how well balanced, and how much fun it is to go back for another run through the entire game, and see how many days you can finish. Um, I had an absolute blast playing again. I think I just, as an adult, being able to, just sort of being able to run through the game a lot more quickly, having sort of the past knowledge of the game just made it so much more enjoyable instead of kind of being stuck. So, and and it kind of, I had a funny conversation with Marty about it because he's not a huge fan of Pikmin. Um,
0: Surprise, surprise. You know, he, he,
2: yeah, he (laughs) loves to tell everybody what he doesn't like. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. And I was saying like, you know, it is the kind of game where you sort of have to know what to do in each puzzle before you do it, or it's not super fun because it's very easy to just lose everything. That being said, the, ex- the just that game sort of makes up for it with charm. Oh which yeah. It's kind of Nintendo Nintendo's mo. Like their games sometimes just sort of fall short feature wise, but will just win you over with sheer charm. Um, you know. That's uh, a good point. Cough cough. Luigi's <laughs> Mansion Three. Cough cough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that, you know, if you guys ever get the chance, you own a GameCube, you have Pikmin, you don't own Pikmin. The original Pikmin is just a delight to go through. My four-year-old son watched me play some of it and was just totally obsessed with it. Yeah. He's like, what are those? How do I get some of those? And he would run in his backyard and pretend to pull Pikmin out of the ground. And I'm like, don't kill the grass.
0: (laughs) Nice. So, uh,
2: super fun game to have your kid watch you play and you know unfortunately there's not a lot of like like who's that who's that um that astronaut so i had to buy the olimar amiibo so he could like have an (laughs) olimar because where else do you get an olimar right right Mm -hmm. um but anyway that that's that so if you're if you have a gamecube go do that a great
0: time I to be honest i have not played those games uh the closest i got was nintendo land with the the mini game that was in there, <laughs> my son and I that would was play that. Fun. It is it actually was a lot of fun and made me want to get one and a Pikmin game. Do you still
2: have your Wii U?
0: Yes. Yep.
2: Yeah. Go get Pikmin three at GameStop for fifteen dollars and just just boot it up.
0: I have to check. Have I, we may have that already. I have to double check though. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, where the kids want it and I get it and they play it and I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, excellent. it Anybody else have a... Um, play this game? Play any of the Pikmins?
3: Yeah, I, I actually missed them when they came out. And then played them, I think... Uh, around the time the Wii was... Middle of the Wii's life cycle. Okay. Just because a lot of GameCube games I missed out on. Because... Um, I just kind of didn't follow games as closely. And on top of that, my brother bought a PlayStation 2. So then yeah. Nintendo actually had competition. Right. <laughs> on a yep. personal level for me. Twisted so, Metal.
2: Woo. <laughs> you know,
3: there was always that. Um, but yeah, I mean, discovering them later. And I can second. Kids love Pikmin because, you know, I shared a lot of games with my nephew uh, around the ages of like six to... Six to present day, I guess, so eight and a half. And Pikmin was his favorite like immediately. So I don't know what I don't know if it's just the designs of the characters, but you know, he it was his favorite.
0: Yeah, there's something about yeah. that game for kids, right? Because my son really dick dug it too, so Yeah.
4: I would absolutely love for Pikmin to come to Switch.
0: I remember playing it. I remember
4: being super frustrated. I don't know if it was I remember how young I was when I played it, but I just remember being super frustrated about my Pikmin always dying. Um, and so that is,
2: but I, yeah, that sucks.
4: It does. Um, but I would absolutely love for it to come to the Switch to re to experience it again because uh, I'm I'm probably not going to go back and play it on an older system. I just don't I don't collect I don't keep and collect them even though I, I wish I did. <laughs> um, but uh, still hoping. it Nice yeah, character. I
1: missed it on my my trip through the the GameCube. GameCube came out right as I had graduated from high school and got married, so things were kind of at that point in time. My my interests were not completely in Nintendo, and even though I had it, I skipped quite a few of the GameCube games. But I heard nothing but rave reviews about Pikmin, and I want to go back and play it myself.
0: Yep, I'm with all of you on that one. Waiting for it. Waiting for and hoping for it to come on the switch.
2: There's no shame in using a guide.
0: All right. (laughs) Yes.
2: For your first playthrough, second playthrough, then there's no excuse.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Definitely. All right. Well, thanks, Dan, for bringing that one to the table. It was a a great pick as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. uh, Since we're on you, Dan, um, and we talked about it earlier, we talked about your blog and your I mentioned something about your view of Luigi, Luigi's Mansion 3. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because this is our main dish today, which is Luigi's Mansion 3. A lot of people have been finishing the game or close to it. I'm about, I don't even know where I'm at as far as, you know, if I'm halfway or whatever. I got five floors total. What did I, I wrote it down? Yeah, I got five. I got, you know, the basement and five floors. I didn't open up B2 yet. And I I just unlocked the store and got three bones. So the golden bones. So that's as far as I got. Uh, but I know a lot of you might have gotten a lot further. Dan, I want to hear yours first, your opinion of it and why it's <laughs> why you were so uh, opposite of what seems to be the majority.
2: Oh, man, I I. Um... First, let me preface that by saying what my perspective on gaming is in general right now. Um, Perfect. If something something doesn't, like, blow with me pretty much throughout the game without, you know, obviously there's going to be a few hiccups, but if something really nags at me in a game, I'm just going to put it down and pick something else up. There's more than enough to play right now. There's more than anybody could ever play in a lifetime. And so I'm just not willing to give a game that much grace. I'm also playing The Witcher 3, which for the first time which immediately caught my attention and has been keeping me coming back. And so that's sort of where I'm coming at this from. I'm I'm just so annoyed by the decisions they make in Luigi's Mansion 3 to keep the fixed perspective to keep the lack of a like a dual stick control really, um, I just find that all, most of the puzzles are go up to the thing, use all of your abilities, and one of them will work. And I I just kind of got bored with the whole whole actual gameplay portion of what Luigi's Mansion is. I was immediately swept away with the story and the characters and the presentation and the graphics. Um, all the ghosts are super unique. It it really just kind of came down to I got I at floor eight I think with the with the movie guy. I got annoyed enough yeah. and I beat I beat it and then the cat stole my my freaking elevator key and I was like nope I'm done. I'm done with this game now. This game has nothing else for me beyond <laughs> wasting my time. I'm going back to The Witcher 3.
0: That's kind of like what happened so, with The uh, Chef, and uh, I think if I remember correctly, it was The Chef, or before The Chef, yeah, where the, the mouse chef. steals mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. thing. And I was right. like, oh, I got it. No, wait, the mouse come and took it.
2: <laughs> it was well, it was I, fine the first time.
0: Yeah. Well, with The yeah. Chef, though, there was like a
3: wing of that floor you hadn't even been to at that point. Right, so. yeah okay
2: so that's that's my divisive opinion feel free to disagree with me and love <laughs> luigi's mansion as much as you want but i i will never go back to that game
0: <laughs> no this is great this this is what i love is this this is also
2: this is also my first luigi's mansion game by the way i've never played dark moon or the gamecube version so interesting maybe i was going into it with too high of an expectation
0: here and here and everybody about. else's opinion on the the previous games Right and
2: and this game, it got really That's great reviews. True.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. No, this is great, and I, I like hearing this type of feedback because it. I don't. I don't necessarily always want to hear Nintendo's great this, Nintendo's awesome that. You know, I want to hear some of the flaws that other people see that maybe get overlooked, um, or maybe it's because like for me, I'm enjoying the game because. Uh, I haven't gotten as far as you did before you stopped or any of you other guys, how far you guys got pro- probably, but right now I'm really enjoying it because of what we talked about earlier, that, um, that Nintendo, uh, what'd you guys call it? Uh, just charm. that charm, charm. Yeah. Where it's kind of yeah. like, you know, it's, it da- uses charm. it's dazzling. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, kind of like a Jedi mind trick on me, you know, or I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, or playing it without, looking at all these other maybe flaws that maybe some that you might've seen Dan. So that's cool. Anybody else? Where are you guys at?
1: I just got, I just finished the second basement and got to the 10th floor. Um, obviously I had a lot of issues with the eighth floor and the, the TV puzzle there. Um, I, I eventually figured it out. I had a general idea what I was supposed to do, and eventually figured it out. Uh, but it was it was a little more difficult than I expected there. And there, I, I played the original Luigi, Luigi's Mansion, and I loved that. Dark Moon was good. It just to me didn't have the same feel as the original. Um, this, I, I feel that Luigi's Mansion Three is a lot more of a throwback feel to the first one. Um, I, to the for the most part, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, I can see where where some of Dan's apprehension with it and and frustration with it comes from, but all in all, I'm I'm really enjoying it myself.
0: Cool, Sam Nick.
1: Yeah, I
3: so, played. Go ahead, Sam. Oh, okay. So I have beaten the game at this point, and actually even gone back to get gyms and booze from uh, all the floors. So <laughs> that sounds
0: funny. Booze. I, I liked <laughs> it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Booze. Luigi's yeah. drinking, huh?
3: I have a problem. <laughs> Luigi has a problem. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah. So every floor has you know a, a boo that hides, and you have to find them and capture them. But. So I like the game a lot, but I mean, I, you know, have, having read uh, that post, uh, you know, I agree with a lot of those issues. There's a few that, you know, like puzzle solving, that's kind of, it's difficult to summarize all that at once. Yeah. Um, and the fixed camera, I had my own frustrations with it, but I can understand why they wanted to do that. Yeah. Because a fixed camera makes it easy to hide things from the player. In yeah. a game like Luigi's Mansion, you want to hide things from the player. Because that's what the whole game is, is about, you know, uncovering stuff and finding little hidden secrets. Yeah. And a fixed camera makes it easier to hide things effectively.
2: You know what it reminded me of? Sorry, I just had a thought. Did anybody else play Captain Toad Treasure Tracker?
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like
2: Captain mm-hmm. Toad Treasure Tracker kinda has the same sort of puzzle-ish feel as Luigi's Mansion 3 but they let you the camera was part of the puzzle solving right so i guess i kind of wish they had let me have more control in that way
0: one of the frustrations i do have with the controls is not necessarily, maybe it has to do with the camera but more so controlling the vacuum that's where my frustration is mm, yeah. is controlling that thing yeah uh, it seems like when i go to you know when i'm moving from one side to the other it changes Like how the movement is, it's not it's I guess it's hard to explain, but I think you guys kind of got
1: the frustration I saw with moving the vacuum around was the fact that you've got the left control stick to move Luigi and they want you to use the right control stick despite having to press the right the button on the Mm -hmm. right side at the same time to vacuum.
4: Now you can go up and down with gyro controls. And yeah, that yeah. The help. motion right. controls were awesome when I fit, when I found that out. I was like, they're oh, this right. is the way. to do. Yeah, not, not left or right. right. Which
3: is left. it's familiar to Splatoon players because that's how it works in Splatoon. <laughs> right.
0: right. Yep. Just some of the situations I was in. Sometimes I can't move around with it or move it up and down or whatever, so. Sometimes I I forget about that and preferred to have the stick. But it just seems like whenever I move to one way or trying to follow around with the vacuum, it switches orientation on me or something. Uh, and then I have to, if I want to go back the other way, I got it, it's almost like inverted. <laughs> it's really weird.
2: Yeah. Wasn't it much more of a familiar dual stick situation on GameCube?
4: I don't remember.
2: Like, the C-stick kind of, you could rotate it and move your character around freely does anybody remember? i heard that but i've never
1: experienced that
0: yeah, i don't remember uh,
1: i believe you could use the c stick to move the vacuum around more freely but oh i know what it was the the vacuum button was the trigger so you could still easily move the the c stick around for the uh the vacuum which made it which made it a little bit better than having your just a regular face button and trying to move the, the c-stick at the same time right
4: gotcha there was a tunnel there was there wasn't as many options to you on the first one like you didn't have all the things that you can do with this one um was it wasn't it really just sucking in i mean could you could you blow with so with you the could blow because in the first you one? had
1: your fire and ice oh on. yeah
4: oh.
2: yeah and i think you had a flashlight too
0: yeah you had a flashlight yeah yeah. The uh, now
1: the ultraviolet light you didn't have in the first one that was new to Dark Moon. Dark Moon, Moon yeah.
0: Mm. All right. Any other thoughts on the game, guys?
4: I really like it. Um, I enjoyed it, but I'm also with Sam. Where I can I can agree that Dan's right, and then also say that I totally love it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't have I, much, I don't have a problem with both of those things. They they can run. Um, I really did like the puzzle on eight. It, frustrated the heck out of me but it did get away from the same like now i have to It right. got away from what you were talking about where i just go to here and i press all the buttons till i figure out what happened it was a little different so i did a pre and i hated the cat i was fine with the cat till it made me go to a different level and i was like don't make me chase go back to things i've already done just so that you can extend the game but other than that
0: very cool yeah i'm like i said i'm enjoying it still uh, I probably would take it in a lot longer because I'm trying to find things <laughs> with the vacuum and cleaning the, I uh, hopefully they pay me, you know, well, I guess I'm getting paid cause I'm cleaning the hotel, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm getting all these cobwebs out and all these mm-hmm. papers and stuff and vacuuming it all up. So hopefully at the end there's some sort of reward for that, but I guess the rewards um. are all the gems and the. <laughs> there is
3: actually a specific achievement for a specific area. You have to get all the cobwebs. Okay. And
4: it is very easy to miss like a tiny thread of one.
0: Interesting. It's it's
3: not
4: fun to do. What I feel I've learned from this is I know who's going to win monthly mayhem. That's what I feel. <laughs> like <I'm gonna> get. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
3: took last month off, so I have to make a strong comeback.
0: There you go. Well, I don't think I'm going to make it in time for that, so cuz I tend to take my time with games. So
2: I sold my copy to another Nintendo dad, so he'll, he'll be in and I'm out.
0: (laughs) Yes. uh, Was it Brian that you sold it to? Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: I figured as much.
0: Yeah. Cool. I hope, I hope he gets good. He's already been playing it though, right? So he got it already and he's playing it? I don't know. Mm. Okay.
4: I'd also like to commend you, uh, Dan, that you, that's, that's good that, You know, sometimes I feel like we don't just put games down that frustrate us. We feel like we have to play them. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah, your mindset's the right mindset. Like, if it's not fun, that's what this is all about. If it's not fun, put it down and find what it's all.
2: I'm all for that. I have too too little time to pour into a
1: game.
0: Yeah. It's understandable. Especially
1: if you're playing Witcher 3. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I've not gone 40%. through Witcher 3, but I've got it on PC and it is a very in-depth, very time-consuming
0: game. Yeah,
2: But you know what? I'm enjoying every second of that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just want to get the physical version because of what what it all comes with. And it's all in one cart. You know, I just want yeah, to show support for I, that. I, I, <laughs> I got absolutely. the
2: physical version and it's, it's great.
0: Yes. All right, gentlemen. I, we're getting close to running out of time here. Um, thanks. I appreciate you guys staying over the hour that we originally, I set, you know, to end at one. We do, uh, I'm full from, you know, our meal here. I don't know about you guys, but, mm-hmm. uh, we do have a little, if you guys have a little time left, uh, you know, if we, if we want to do the full hour of the show, um, we, if you got a little room for dessert, I do have a dessert question which is, and I think I prepped you guys all with it, and that is, uh, you may have hundreds of games you could have put on this list, but we only have time for three each. What are the, the top three games someone has to play before they die? Nick, why don't we start with you?
4: This is really tough, man. This is not, I mean, I. but I went with the... The first one, the first Mario that I really, which was Super Mario Brothers three, and so I thought that that's one of my three that you have to play. You want me to do all three or just you know do one each? How you? Want.
0: Uh, go ahead, do all three. Yep. Okay,
4: so I did Super Mario Brothers three because I thought you needed a really good platformer, and that was the one that I thought they nailed. the The first one that I thought they really nailed for me. Um, Zelda, A Link to the Past, and then, um, this one was tough, but my one of my biggest loves if you follow me on discord is animal crossing so uh i just feel like you have to play that um yes. and i am counting down to march 20th
0: 2020 yes that, ditto yes i think a, f- a few of us are there very cool i like your list thanks yeah. um going down the list jason you got a top three uh, i would.
1: Yes, sir. I absolutely do. Uh, I would go with Chrono Trigger for one. Just the the story is absolutely amazing, and it was the first game to really utilize New Game Plus, which was has been copied many times ever since. Um, um, my second game, I would go with Mario RPG because it took that same RPG play style. And threw in a really enjoyable play, uh, story as well as taking all your characters that you're familiar with and, and putting them in a different situation and just having fun with it. Um, and the last game I would go with is Zelda Wind Waker because it was visually a very deviation from what we were used to seeing. And it was kind of in the middle of where they started with um Ocarina Time and Majora's Mask and it's it's very well executed all in all.
0: Very cool list and very different too. So that's cool. Sam No
2: joke. Mario RPG and Wind Waker are like my two favorite games of all time. So nice.
0: <laughs> well, we've got those yeah, knocked so, out
2: then,
3: right? right. <laughs> I was kind of trying to Come at this from an angle besides just like what are the three best games ever because it could easily turn into that. Um,
0: it could, yes.
3: So, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind, a lot of the first ones that came to my mind pretty much just reads like a Super Nintendo greatest hits list. <laughs> um, but the one that stands out the most to me would be just Mega take Man this, X. right?
0: Just to play that, there you yeah, go. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, but uh, Mega Man X. That's a game, that is probably the game I've replayed the most times as far as complete playthroughs because it's short enough and snappy enough and you can change up the boss order and that does change the experience a little. And it just, to me, it's the pinnacle of the entire Mega Man franchise. And I know some people will disagree with me on that, but uh, it's not exactly a hot take, but. uh, I, I like the X-series a little bit better than the classic series. Um, at least the early ones. It's a good thing Marty's not on off here. Off the deep end. Right. The X-series to me <laughs> has higher highs and lower than the classic series. So, All right. Um, but uh, the second one, I feel like you got to squeeze a Zelda in there. Mm. Um, and uh, I went with Ocarina of Time. I don't even think it's necessarily the very best Zelda. My favorite is Link to the Past still. But Ocarina of Time is like, for so long, that was just the gold standard against which every other game was weighed. All right. So if you're going to play a game, you know, play that one so you can weigh in on it too. Um, and my last one, as much as it may seem kind of like a joke, I feel like if you're going to get any kind of game, you need to get a multiplayer game in there. You know, that's part of the fun of games, and I think if you can, if you, I think you really haven't lived until you have experienced the thrills and disappointment of losing or winning an entire game of Mario Party on the last turn <laughs> due to a chance time. <laughs> So any, any edition of Mario Party qualifies for that.
0: Excellent. I'm writing these down, by the way. That's why I put my head down when I do this. Thanks for sharing that. All right, Dan, you're up, sir. Yeah, so
2: I, I kind of took a unique approach to this as well. I kind of tried to find games that uh, are unique experiences, uh, things that you can't get on every system, things that, you can only really experience once. Uh, my first one is Donkey Kong Jungle Beat on the GameCube. Still probably one of my favorite platformers ever made because it's so stupid and awesome <laughs> that you're controlling Donkey Kong with bongos. But it it's there's something just so like
0: not cathartic about it. Don't you it. have two it's, pairs of those? I thought I, saw, I do. Okay. I
2: actually I actually bought one pair brand new, because I was like, if I'm going to play this, I'm not using somebody's crusty old bongos. I'm buying some (laughs) new ones. So I spent $50 on eBay on some brand new bongos. Nice. That's how dedicated I am to the Donkey Kong Jungle Beat experience, you guys.
0: That is awesome. Um,
2: And there's no other game like it in the world. My number two is um, Paper Mario on the N64.
0: Okay. Not Thousand Year Door?
2: No, N64. Right, okay. yeah. Um, okay. And I think the reason I chose that one is because it was kind of the first RPG of its kind where where it, it sort of took all that Mario was. And as, as opposed to like Mario RPG, which is a very traditional RPG, um, Paper Mario was much more action focused. And it was mm-hmm. really the first time that you'd seen that kind of like a turn-based slash action approach and that game also just kind of really blew my mind when it came out and then my final one is uh it's funny when when uh, when you were talking about Mario Party as you were building it up, I almost thought you were talking about this game because it also is an incredibly amazing and frustrating four player experience mm-hmm. um. WarioWare Incorporated on the GameCube is a four-player experience unlike any other, and I think that you haven't lived until you played it with four friends with for other.
0: Nice, WarioWare Incorporated. Did we lose you out there? Because it sounded like you were getting ready to explain it a little bit there. No, that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, <laughs> right. That game needs no explanation. Right, yeah, that's true. Yes, <laughs> that's very true. What, Even if I tried, I couldn't do it justice. What system was that for again? GameCube. GameCube, that's mm-hmm. right. GameCube, okay. GameCube. Like I said, I'm just, I'm writing this down because I, I, I'm keeping notes on here. All right. All right, so you guys want to hear mine? I guess I'll give mine, so. <laughs> do it. All right, here's no here's my three. Um I tried to be different, too, without going with, you know, the obvious ones. So these are ones that I think that I would want to play before I died. And obviously I did. So <laughs> uh, SimCity for the SNES. I spent a lot of hours on that game when I was a kid. Uh, more so probably than, say, Super Mario World or Link to a Past, even though those were a couple of the games that uh, I beat. They were my first games that I completed. But I had such a blast with SimCity just coming home from school um, or, you know, whenever I did it or at the end of the day. um, I wasn't allowed to have a TV in my room when I was a kid. So we had a back room with a TV that I was allowed to play games on. And I had my Super NES on there and played that game to death. Had a blast with that. And I would love it if they would come out with that, just, just that I would take that version, you know, to, for the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> so with the sprites and all that kind of stuff.
2: I'm sure that game is in licensing hell, right?
0: Now. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And well, don't get me started on EA and and all that kind of stuff too. So. Right. <laughs> Studios. Yeah.
2: And didn't yeah. Nintendo publish it on the SNES too?
0: I think they did. Yeah. And yeah, I just, yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, I, just I, I wish that would come out. That would have been cool if it was on the classic, oh. but. Uh, my second game uh, another game that i had i was surprised how much enjoyment i got out of it It, it's a nintendo ds game it's a rhythm based game it's elite beat agents i had so much fun playing that game more so than i thought i ever would because one i'm not one that likes um um songs that are not done by the original artist Um, but they, the, the artists that did do the songs in the, in the game actually did pretty good job. Um, or they mixed it very well to where if they did use the actual song, they mixed it very well. So, and that was one that I actually beat as well and had a blast with. So I'd say, you know, that one. And then, uh, my third one is probably, probably would not come as a shock to a lot of you guys if you've heard me say it before and have begged or wished this to come at least the trilogy uh and I would but I don't want to cheat and I'll just say Metroid Prime um would be my third game um I could say Metroid Prime and Trilogy cuz that was one package right but <laughs> but I won't cheat I'll just say Metroid Prime and um I and I would say the one that came out on the Wii the 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 new version of it and that might be in the Metroid trilogy version of it but uh the motion controls i i played it on the gamecube i had a lot of fun with it there but i just for some reason felt it felt more immersive to me on the wii being able to take the controller and you know push samus's hand to open a door or something you know with the with the Wii wiimote or the nunchuck or whatever but um either one is fine in the gamecube version or the wii version um that, and that would be my third game
2: that me- that game was almost on the list.
4: <laughs> I thought about a prime game. I really did. Yeah.
0: And like I said, I'm I'm so mm-hmm. hungry for the trilogy to come out for the Switch. I hope that is something that Nintendo does. Um so but with that, gentlemen, that's it. I'm super full. I need to go take a nap now.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I
2: need to go take something else. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> All right. And I think, thank you again for coming on. And of course, uh, like I said, this is a new show kind of um, it's not just the hangouts like we did before. Um, if you were on this sh- um, with the Nintendo dads for a long time, they used to do the hangouts and hang out before an episode. This has now become our own kind of episode and it's open to all the Patreons to c- come whenever they can. And I'll play with the time. I'll probably do the first couple times this one, and then and the next couple times at midnight. Um, there's just something about midnight. I think it gets every you know everybody can end their day and then get on there and opens it up through everybody th- for everybody throughout all the different time zones. Even though I think most of us are on the East Side, <laughs> uh, so but uh, or Eastern Standard Time. Um, but yes, this is going to be a once a month start um it's gonna follow the same format and i will always put it out to the patreons whoever wants to come and join and you guys are always welcome to come back so any final thoughts thanks for doing this tim no problem yeah and i that's uh dan i remember when you posted that question like where's the hangouts (laughs) that's why i was like man,
2: it was so fun back in the day yes
0: and that's why i was like hang tight we got some news so well, hopefully this is uh, just as fun or if not more fun and um, I liked it we'll get some more I maybe heard. some more people and make it a big potluck so <laughs> 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 thank you guys for joining and oh uh, and you all have a good <laughs> you later bye guys bye bye